Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise the bar, lower the tone, all things FPL related. We are recording here on the 17th of May. I think this time next week, this whole circus will be said and done. So with that in mind, we've put together something a little bit special tonight. The week's ne- or the season's nearly over, so we've put together uh, the FBL Hangover Awards. It's just a collection of some obvious categories, some not-so-obvious categories. We've got a load of guest announcers, and uh, we've even got a, a, a special return for, for tonight as well. But we, we'll save that till I get to that in the intro. <laughs> but um, yeah, allow me to introduce you to the first person who's going to help me get through all this nonsense tonight. My podcast partner in crime, Paddy. How are you getting on? Not too bad. I'm very excited to be here and looking forward to it, Jer. Yeah, it should be a good one. And uh, the second podcast partner in crime, in crime, that's right, there's two of them. An OG podcast partner in crime. He's been on the bench for six months, but he wasn't going to let this finish season finish without getting a chance to say goodbye. How are you getting on, my friend? Seamus, come on. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I would have let this season go out without saying goodbye, such as how crap my last couple of months have been FPL wise but uh, yeah no, it's good to be back Yeah, kind of enjoying it now that I'm here and had a few beers for brewskis I should have said I wasn't going to let you get away with this season <laughs> ending before yeah. I brought you back on so you could talk us through how the season's been since you took a little break but yeah I have Paddy and Seamus in the studios tonight and we have a whole load of shit to get through uh, make sure to hit subscribe like all the usual jazz um, and we'll get this sh- before we get the hangover awards on the on the road let's uh, let's do a little quick situation report Seamus you've been away the longest so how has it all been since you left us uh, yeah I mean up and down but basically probably at the same place I was before all this started happening uh, I think I had a really good February or something like that uh, that was probably around the last time I was on here I went on a good streak and I was like oh yeah look pushing up to get into the top 100k it was up as far as 132k and then over the last couple of weeks, it's just been bouncing between 195k and 125k. I'm currently at 156k after a bit of a red arrow of a week. That uh, that blank game with the Liverpool Liverpool United game was called off. That game week absolutely bent me over because <laughs> I had triple Chelsea and two of my guys were rotated out. And uh, then I had four guys in the Liverpool uh, United game. So... Since then, I've just been sulking a bit. <laughs> so that's why I was happy to like let the season go without saying anything, especially watching your rank. You ascend the ladder into the top 10K. Yeah, it's been a pretty pretty uh, fantastic season for myself. I'm still in a little bit of shock, and obviously there's two weeks, two game weeks left, so I don't want to say anything or jinx anything. But as at the moment, uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy. I The last two weeks for me have gone pretty well. I'm up to... Just outside the top 8k, I think it's 8.3k now. Um, bench boost was nailed in the double game week, 30, 35, so 160 points there. As I said, yeah, I've crept up four or 5,000 places uh, in the last couple of weeks. But that's enough about me. Paddy, how has everything been for you? You're also looking at a bunch of green arrows. Yeah, the um, the only way it was up for me, and thank God, um, the, the green arrows kept coming. Um, very excited so I'm, I'm just about to break into my first ever top 100k finish 
I know um, there's a few out there that are, you know, probably be thinking, oh, top 100k, it's not, you know, it's not that great. But to me, it's fucking top 10k to me, and I'm I'm excited, and I'm hoping these last two game weeks, I don't fuck it up. No, I'm all. Paddy, yeah. do you attribute that to like Jur's steady hand, his tutelage in uh, since I've been gone and you've been here on the pod, or is it just is he talking you out of rogue moves, or are you like uh, are you the reason why he's doing so well? That's what I want to know. <laughs> He's been like a fucking guiding light for me. I come on, right? I haven't looked at FPL all week, right? And God love Jared. He's on, he's prepping the pod and all. And I just come on here and sit and just try to fill your boots for a couple of weeks, uh, Seamus. And uh, me and Jared have a talk on the pod and I get all my thoughts out in the pod. And then that, that, that's that's what I do. I just do my moves and and I just fucking go from there. So I have to give Jared credit now. He's, he's, been, a, he's been a bright light for me. And me, me, FPL season here, the, the the second half of it. Your dog agrees, Patty, and uh, I'm 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 loving all of the uh, admiration this evening so far. But um, that's a ringing endorsement, sir. That's a ringing endorsement for this pod. Can we get that in a blurb and put it onto like onto this? The uh, I was going to say a website, but we don't have a website. Put it onto the Twitter page. Which the dog barking? <laughs> this has gone off. This Maybe. has started tremendously. Patty's already off putting the dog to bed. <laughs> no, the dog was, I locked the dog in the fucking room there. He's bar- she was barking. She's okay now. You should have him on the show. He should be on your bloody lap. I'm sorry. Apologies for that. Yeah, but um, I think that's enough of the, uh, you know, dwelling in in the present. I was going to say dwelling in the past, but I suppose we're about to go and dwell even more so in the past. Uh, we've got a bunch of categories coming up. There's a load of you in the chat. A big hello to all of you. Nice to see Nuclear Keen, Lynn's there, Amund, Chimp Paradox. There's uh, a rake of you there. Uh, pleasure to have you on board. But we might as well get this show on the road. First up, we're going to start with a relatively straightforward one. I mean, we've got a couple of... Pos- we're going to do all the positions tonight, obviously. So... Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 bit of blue, bit of blue for the dads. Um, but no, no, we've got, we're gonna do, we're gonna get through them all. And first up, we have the FPL goalkeeper of the year. What many would describe as the fridge of a football team is the goalkeeper. And uh, this award has been sponsored kindly by Bush Electronics. So uh, first up are the four nominees for the goalkeeper of the year. There is Mendy, Martinez, Sanchez and Meslier. So before we break uh, them down individually, would both of you um, agree with the top four? I'll go with Paddy first. Would you agree with that top four uh, nominations? Yeah, 100%. Fucking... Nailed it. Nailed what it. about yourself, Seamus? Trying to get. I'm trying to see what the the top four are like in order, or the the actual nominations. Just the nominations: Mindy, Martinez, Sanchez, and Mizley. Is there any keepers you think I might have left out? No, no. I think those are the main ones. Um, yeah, Mendy since he's come in, he's been good. Uh, but yeah, no, I. Uh, We've got uh, we've got our first complaint. Nuclear uh, is not happy <laughs> with Seamus not having a green screen this evening. I can, I can stick on a green screen. I, I, I think guess. you've got a really nice Shall picture I? that you wanted to show off, and you shouldn't be bullied. You shouldn't be bullied by these people into changing. No, what, is that a I'm CD actually... collection or a book collection behind you, Seamus? Uh, some books, there's some CDs, there's some DVDs. <laughs> what I'm really showing off is this guy. Oh yeah, what's that show? What's that? Which is that? That's what it's all about, Joe, isn't that that's right? That's the baby. That's what's, that is what's coming home this year. In my possession for another oh. week at least. Wow. But that's what it, we do it for. So you'll see my name on that a couple of times, Jer's name on there. Ooh, what, oh, four wow. years in a row? Is this and, the, uh, the Hangover Trophy? This is, this is this predates the Hangover. More this, yeah, this is this our own kind of mini league. That, the Jeff Stelling yeah. Cup. 
Right, oh, I love it. But we've been meaning to pick that's up good. a trophy for the hangover, but I just think it's hard to, like, we just, just some cunt won't give it back. Do you know? That's the, <laughs> I'd look at that's it. The, and what's the point of having a trophy if it isn't the same trophy from year to year? Um, But yeah, so they're the four nominees. It'd be, over in, it'd be stuck over in Norway or Sweden or someone like with, I don't know, whoever, Lynn or be over in the UK and then they just won't post it back. You know, it's just... No, Lynn oh. definitely wouldn't annoy. <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what, do you see there's a wee account now on Twitter called virtualtrophy.com and you can actually put a link on your bio and uh, put the names and when you click the link, all the names of the people, the wee virtual trophy pops up. It's pretty cool. Let me try it next season. Mm, yeah, I mean... You know, you know, and then you don't have to post it anywhere. It certainly sounds cheaper. It definitely sounds cheaper. Yeah, send us out a link mm-hmm. when you're done, Petty. But getting back to the category, goalkeeper of the year, um, I think it's pretty obvious. I think we all would have voted for the same uh, keeper here. I know I cast mine for Martinez. Paddy, Seamus, would you have been similar? Yeah. Yeah, that was my vote too, uh, Martinez. I only had him, I've only had him like two or three weeks of the season. No, I had him about four weeks of the season, but I was doing a rotation with Pope for one at one stage, and I should just played Martinez every week. He's been like by far and away the best keeper probably the best keeper in the last five or ten seasons see in the world yeah i mean i had an, arg- not an argument i had a discussion about this um with someone and i was kind of like of the opinion that you know every season there's a martinez i mean last year we were talking about pope kind of similarly we've had discussions about uh you know other 4.5s henderson the year before that or was that last year as well but you know what i mean like there's always a, a kind of you know a keeper that everyone talks about but i do think you know with some of the like the stories you heard like you had your Pope rotation I know I transferred him out when he got a a blank that week that Aston Villa were blanking I went to Leeds that cost me a bunch of points Um, I probably didn't have enough of Martinez in my team this season but uh, what price are you thinking he's going to come in next year is he going to be over the top untouched yeah yeah I just interrupted you Paddy if Paddy was going to say something but what yeah. I'll say here is like He's on 180 points this year. I mean, but he could hit 200. He's only got a couple of games left, but and he probably won't. But like Pope, who we all like creamed over last year, was got 170 points. He's on 180. Pope came in at 5.5. So Martinez, you would think, is going to be 5.5 next season, and he'll probably be overvalued. But I mean, like Pope kind of matched his output. Pope's on 144 this year so far. Didn't he miss a couple of games? Yeah, he's still missing. Didn't he missed the last game. Sure, Peacock Farrell was in his place. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know if he's going to be worth. I'm always going to be somebody who's going to go for a 4.5 keeper, but uh, I just wish I got on Martinez sooner. I mean, I had McCarthy for a while, he was doing okay, but like he really fell off a cliff just about the time I jumped off, thankfully. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sanchez would be the only one, would be the, the least uh, solid pick, I think, of the ones we have there. Mesley has been class. Yeah. No, I think he's been a revelation. Any other season, we'll be talking about how good he was. Yeah, we have Tom Mariarty in the chat. He's also um, talking about Mesley's merits. Uh, he was a, you know, he would have probably have been my second vote. There's a couple of honorable mentions there as well. I think Ederson, you know, I mean, I know he's a bit of a boring pick, but what can you say? He's up in the top again, and he was pretty much an assured starter for City, unless, you know, you were looking at game week 36, in which case Carson comes out of nowhere to uh, <laughs> to rob some minutes. But uh, Ederson, Larice, Johnston, they were all kind of uh, keepers that we had an eye on as well, but they didn't make the cut. And without further ado, let's get to the winner. I think it's a bit obvious who it is, but uh, yes, Emil Martinez uh, ran away with the show. I think he had 60 plus percent of the votes. And uh, yeah, there was no... There was no stopping him. Uh, I don't know. 
if he comes in at five million or above next season, if I'd be looking at him, I'd be a bit worried based on how Villa are ending the season defensively. Would you agree, or what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Did you? Did any of you guys hop on? When did you get on Martinez? Was it um, quite soon, or were you saw him like from the start, or probably like the first quarter of the season? It wasn't the de- <laughs> Joe was on him early. Yeah, I was on McCarthy too. So. But I, I'll de- it's it's hard to, you know to get them right at at the very beginning. So, but if he's if he's overpriced, you know, there's all, it's, the fun is trying to find the the little gem. I um refuse to make a goalkeeper transfer first half of the season until I use my wild first wild card. So uh, I just stuck with McCarthy, and he was returning like he was giving me value for his four point five million. And Martinez was looking good, but I was like, am I really going to use a transfer on this like on a keeper? So I didn't bother. Uh, I wish I kind of went earlier. I got him in. He did well. But then his fixtures didn't look great. Or I was targeting somebody else's fixtures. And I just dumped him. And I was like, on my second wild card. And that kind of feels like foolish. Although, he, as, as Jerk says, he's finished the season poorly. But I put that solely down to uh, Jack Grealish not being on the pitch the last, whatever, eight, ten game weeks. And uh, not giving them any, the defense any respite, you know. Yeah. And when he gets the ball, he draws fouls. It takes the pressure off the defense. So, yeah. if he comes back, I'd be... I, I, you know, that'd be different next season. I think he still could be good. I actually, as a matter of interest, while we were talking there, I kind of had a look around. I'm trying to find a goalkeeper who scored more than 180 points recently. Now, I'm sure Brad Friedel or someone did in the past, but I can't see any goalkeeper. I even went back and checked Joe Hart, who hasn't played any minutes this season. His highest ever points in the season was 175. I wonder what that would have is. I can't find anyone so far who's scored more points for a goalkeeper in a season than... Um, the Messi has so Madness. far with a couple wow. of games. Wow, that's some impressive fucking stuff. Like, not only do you look physically impressive, you've just come out here with some of the best fucking goalkeeper stats I've ever heard in my there life. We, go. we got ten minutes I'm, in I'm, before I'm Paddy starts swooning over Seamus. <laughs> I've got. I, I was already saying I've got serious uh, Henry Cavall, Jamie Dornan vibes off him. I'm about starstruck yeah. here. I love you too, man. Love Sit. you too. Yeah, even even David De Gea and his pump got 172 points. Like. I can't find anyone who's going to like outscore Martinez. He has to be goalkeeper season. I'm going to say goalkeeper the decade. That's a fucking that's right. A big shout. Uh, we also had Keen screaming at us in the chat, asking us whether or not Allison should be in the list. And uh, you know what? If this nomination was done a maybe a week earlier uh, or a week later, there's a good chance he would have been in with the you know the shorts runners. But uh, I don't know. Goal, you know. Scoring a goal, that was pretty fucking massive. That's enough. He doesn't need an award. He has the goal. Uh, Whose goal was better, Allison's or Schmeichel's? I haven't rewatched Michael's, but I'm never going to admit a Liverpool goalkeeper's yeah. goal is better. Yeah, Peter Schmeichel's? Yeah. Or is there Casper Schmeichel going on? No, no, it has that, to be. That's, that's the right answer. Peter Schmeichel, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's definitely Allison. Allison's like actually scored a pure goal, like a goal that you would not. Like the only goals you ever see a goal and look, I have to say, a goalkeeper scoring a goal is the one of the best things in football. I was driving the other day. I was picking up uh, takeaway or something. I was driving home, and he went up, and I was like, "You love to see it. Wouldn't you love to see him go?" The keeper scored. I nearly yeah. crashed the car. The commentator was going so wild, and I was like, I was hoping Liverpool would drop points because I'm a United fan. But I was yeah. actually celebrating. I was like, "Get in there. You just love to see it. It doesn't matter if it's like if it's the the pool." You know, you just want to see a goalkeeper score. And he actually scored a pure header, like not a scuffy in off his knee yeah. after a scramble in the box, pinball bollocks. It was, uh, I think that's probably been my highlight of the season. 
Like, yeah, do you think he, do you think he meant it? it? I thought it just kind of... Do you think he meant it? Of course he like meant a, it. Was it a, defle- a bit of a, deflec- bit of a deflection? <laughs> I think you're trying to debate the pool fans listening here yeah. today. There's a lot of them in the chat. They're screaming. Um, I heard that um, it was the, um, the, the, the first ever uh, winning Premier League goal a goalkeeper has scored. Yeah. Well, because you'd never send your keeper up to to win. You, you take your points, you know, normally in a league game. So, like, to actually send one up when you're drawing to get the three points and then to actually score, like, it just has it has so much that goal. Yeah, uh, I, could, I could talk about this goal the entire words. Uh, just the last thing I'll say in the goal, right? It was, uh, and I wanted, you know, you know, I've been a bit harsh there to the pool fans, but I can only imagine like what it must have felt like, you know them looking to get into the top four. You know, it was 90 minutes plus. Huge moment. Goalkeeper comes up and scores. I can only compare to what it must have felt like for when Ollie Solskjaer scored that winning goal to win us the Champions League uh, uh, and against Bayern Munich. Like, the, the, the feelings there were there was just absolutely amazing. Like, so, you know, credit to, uh, to the Liverpool fans, you know, and they're getting their, their, their wee top four spot there. <laughs> so, nice goal, Alison. Yeah, nothing condescending about that at all, but we do send our big respects to any FPL goalkeeper that bangs one in. Uh, but, yeah, that's... Shoot, I, I, as, I, just to interrupt real quick, a goalkeeper goal should be worth, like, 20 points FPL-wise. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying it. But, yeah. has to be. What happens, like, when was the last time it happened? Like, six just, years ago? Give someone a monster you, What happens then if a goalkeeper starts taking penalties? Like, the Ederson rumours. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you have to get him. Pay, the game is ruined if you don't have Ederson yeah. in or someone whoever whatever goalkeeper is taking penalties. But yeah, yeah, we'll we'll tie a knot in it. We'll wrap it up. Barton is going to be there. Fair play, yeah. Tim. Just just reading the comments there. Schmeichel's goal seems to be the most popular one there. So yeah, yeah anyway, moving on. Twitter or the YouTube crowd have decided it. We no need to look into that any further. Next up, we have uh, one of my preferred categories this year. Um, it is also the first uh, guest announced category. I, yeah, I believe we Ooh. can leave this one um, or leave the, the guest announcer and the winner until the very, very end of it. Um, but we're going to mix it up with some of the other ones. But this one is Villain of the Year. And there was obviously four nominations for this. Dean Smith uh, for his foul-mouthed um, you know, attack on fantasy football. Also being a, you know, a prick and not telling the truth about Jack Grealish. But uh, he's foul-mouthed attack on fo- fantasy football players and their, their reality. Um, we had the Super League for reasons that don't need to be mentioned. Um, we had... Who else did we have, Seamus? We had... Uh... Jordan Pickford and we had Pickford, Pep Roulette. The one to, I'm just I'm trying I'm ner- I'm conscious of not flicking through papers as we're doing it, but I'm like that's better than forgetting what the fuck uh, you're gonna say, you gobshite. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Jordan Pickford, Pep Roulette, Super League, and Dean Smith were the four contenders. So before we get to the winner, who would you guys have voted for? Seamus, I'll throw this one to you. Um, I'm just looking back because I obviously voted on this as well. Uh, I seem to have voted for Pep Roulette, although I don't think I would have. If I look back at it now, I, I think Pep Roulette is a constant, so that can't be pick, prick of the year. That's that's on me. I sh- that's a thing. That can't be the worst thing. Um, I think I would have voted for probably the Super League. That seemed like a pretty yeah, dickish move. Um, Paddy? Yeah, um, fucking kind of torn, like, you know, because Dean Smith was a bit of a wanker, you know, the way he kind of 
shat on the that, FPL community. That was a personal attack, really. Wasn't yeah, it? that that was all out war. Um, Pep was a bit of a cunt too, you know. For you know, you know, you, you pick a few players and you want to enjoy your FPL week, and then uh, he does that. But yeah, no, the Super League. Fuck the fuck the Super yeah, League. Yeah, we're yeah. in the. We've as in the chat from FBL Black Box, so he'll know all about uh, Dean Smith's um, foul-mouthed attack on FPL. But I think, yeah, there there was pretty much only ever going to be one winner, I think, uh, in this in this category. But let us know in the chat what, who you would have picked. Um, again, Pickford, Martinez, or not Martinez, Martinez is everywhere at the moment. Pickford, Dean Smith, the Super League, and uh, someone else. But uh, let's go straight over to our first guest announcer. Um, I suppose I'm calling this, I've been, before we go over, I've been calling this villain of the year. That was the PG term I put yeah. on Twitter because I didn't want the fucking tweet to be blocked. Um, yeah. the, the actual FPL hangover term is comrade of the year and uh, without further ado allow me to pass this over uh, please say hello to Hindu Monkey he is one of the members of the Three Amigos podcast and you can find him on Twitter at Hindu Monkey I'm assuming but uh, over to you buddy hello this is Hindu Monkey here to present the comrade of the year award the nominees are Jordan Pickford for ending the career of Virgil. Richard Hawley, what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, you know, you're taking over my team and now you're taking over my video. Go on, get out. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I apologise for him. Jordan Pickford for ending Virgil van Dijk's career. Dean Smith for telling us that Jack Grealish will be back every single game and him not. Pep Roulette for just not playing your players at any point ever, except when you don't want them to. Or finally, the European Super League for being the biggest set of elitist fuck buffins you're ever likely to see. Um, you know, you see what I've got to work with here? And I'm, I'm a winner is. Don't nuzzle the phone, don't nuzzle the phone. It's the European Super League. You absolute bunch of cum rags. So hopefully uh, that came out loud and clear. I'm hearing yeah, good no, things. Just, yeah, they're, they're, they're enjoying it. They're enjoying that one, yeah. That actually had me in absolute stitches. A big shout out to uh, Richard Hawley. I think it's Richard Hawley. Richard was his first name. Hawley is definitely his surname. But a big shout out to the cat as well. As far as I'm concerned, we have a new star on the FPL hangover. Absolutely amazing. And a big thank you again to Hindu Monkey for taking the time out to do that. Much appreciated. But uh, yeah, as he announced, will, uh, villain of villain, comrade of the year is uh, the Super League. It's um, It was going to always be tough to beat that. I know I got put in a... I don't want to go on a big fucking rant about the Super League again, but I got put in a big funk for about... I think it lasted, what, three days before it went from this is happening to this is not happening. But I was down and fucking out for about three days. I was so fucking depressed. Did you guys... Like, did it affect you at all, or were you just... Whatever, this is football. Uh, yeah, it was fucking horrible. I didn't masturbate for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. That's a lie. Stone Cold lie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I uh, I agree with future. Um, I think as there in the chat was saying, it had to be Dean Smith, and because he felt it was a personal attack and everything. I believe it. I think we all feel like that as somebody or people obsessed with FPL. But no, the Super League not just uh, attacked FPL, but attacked football. I actually felt like, like you're saying, Jar. I was like, this is it. Fuck, fuck football. I'm sick of this shit. You know, 
ticket prices already have seen, you know, Sky BT, they want all your money to watch Crystal Palace versus Bernie on Monday night. It's like, I'm sick of this. This felt like another money grab. Just the game's getting further and further away from the fans. And uh, yeah, it just felt like, and it kind of still does feel like they'll force this through a bit. Um, but whatever. It's, it was great to see fans come together and see some power from the fans kind of stop it. So yeah, yeah hopefully, uh, hopefully things develop in such a way that I don't know. I don't know what uh, can happen. I agree, but fuck Dean Smith too. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think Dean <laughs> yeah. Smith would have been my vote because that was uh, a close second. That was yeah. Yeah, yeah. But this was, I suppose, yeah. just a bigger picture kind of screwed us all yeah. over. But there you have it. Come regular year, the Super League. Uh, it was always going to be tough to beat. Next up, we have best defender, Seamus. I believe I can hand this over to you. You can, if you trust me, with uh, with such precious cargo. I trust you with uh, my I'm life. Just pull up. Pull. Yeah, so we had four nominations for the best defender of the year. Um, I can't say I have had all of these players in my team all season. So the uh, the four options were Aaron Cresswell for West Ham, Stuart Dallas for Leeds, uh, Ruben Diaz for Man City, and Luke Shaw for United. Um, so there's your four options. And I've had all of these defenders apart from Shaw. Have you? Have you? What about you guys? Have you had all these guys? I think everyone's had Diaz. I've only had Diaz like on a free hit this season. I, but uh, I certainly had him. I did have... I actually only had... I don't think I've had Diaz and I, do, I haven't had Shaw. I mightn't have even had Cresswell. I mean, I know if I was to vote on your behalf, Seamus, it would have certainly have been Cresswell because oh, of that run you had him on. Amazing. That was insane. <laughs> oh, um, he was so good for me for so long. But uh, I jumped off him at the right time too, so it all worked out. Yeah, we had a, an award that we ended up um, cutting back just to kind of save a bit of time and it was basic bitch award so it was basically the most reliable assets like the least amount of time in between returns and Cresswell was right up there like if you look at just his 90 minute matches or whatever you know the games he started the amount of games he started where he either got a clean sheet or an attack and return and sometimes both was insane yeah he was brilliant but um what about you Paddy did you have you owned any or all of these or anyone you didn't know I the only one I owned out of all three of those I haven't owned any of them the other three at any time. Um, the only one I had was Dallas. So an easy an easy vote for Dallas. For an you, easy yeah. vote for Dallas for me. Yeah, I can't believe it's I had I didn't have Diaz, Cresswell, or Shaw. Uh, well, and then well, you wonder why you're barely in the top hundred k, Paddy. Come on. <laughs> Fuck well, the lowest uh, lowest votes on the on it came to Luke Shaw actually but well he's had an amazing season uh, with United but I think Juan Bissaka's got more FPL points so uh, I think even though uh, Cresswell is in like major bits for me this season I think it was still an easy vote for Dallas as far as I'm concerned and I don't know how the rest of you feel but it plays out in the, the tally because the winner of Defender of the Year goes to Dallas with 68.5% of the vote a huge uh, majority win from there uh, next up actually was Diaz who actually has a great shout for Player of the Year but just for the value starting at 4.5 playing in midfield more often than not um, Dallas I mean the only thing I'd say about Dallas is he tends to score against Man City got two goals against Man City Spurs he gets clean sheets scores against United Kind of in the games you kind of bench him in, especially recently. So I haven't got the full value out of him, but he's been by far and away the best value. He's been been better than Lundstrom was last year, albeit a small bit higher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Lundstrom... Yeah, he's... Sorry, go on, Paddy. No, go on ahead, go on ahead, Mr. Fucking 10K. 
<laughs> I knew I shouldn't have said that. But, uh, yeah, I can't even remember what I was going to say now. I'm mortified that I uh, put you on blast. But I would like to draw an honourable mention to someone who I had in the last four and I ended up taking him out um, at the end. I don't know if it was the right decision or not, but James Justin, I think, for Leicester. He had an absolutely phenomenal start to the season and outside of that horrific injury that, you know cut the season short I think he could have he would have easily been in this top four he was absolutely crazy to the point where you know people were were angry to see him score points because it was just kind of why don't I have him in my team he was only 4.5 so a big shout out to himself Chilwell was also the talk of the town for a while and um you know Trent and Robbo we kind of know all about them but I think ultimately I'm I've been disappointed in them but congrats to Dallas anyway you know we'll send him the uh, the trophy in the post I suppose he doesn't live too far from you. He's not. He's kind of from your area, uh, King, isn't he? Who? Uh, Dallas. <laughs> oh yeah, Dallas. Where well, we? he's up. He's up north there somewhere. He's playing for Northern Ireland. That's kind oh, of close to Donegal. I didn't have a fucking notion he was. <laughs> yeah, I know he's. Uh, he's north of the I know. She, I know. Shimi Coleman is like he's on the, yeah. over the road, but I didn't know. I didn't know that about Dallas. Wow. He's not from Donegal now, so I'd like I think he's from Antrim or something like that. But he's from Yeah, no, he's, he's over he's over the road, yeah. Yeah, he's a stone's throw away. Yeah. I, was fucking I, I didn't know literally until about four weeks ago myself when he started talking. I was like, Oh yeah, you're actually Irish. Fucking I didn't know that at all. I was kinda like Lord Lundstrom, remember we didn't know he was fucking from Liverpool. <laughs> Is he from Liverpool? We have Lynn in the chat saying that no one will ever be better than Just... Lord Lundstrom. I don't know if I agree with that. That it seems like a one hit wonder for me, you know. What do you guys think? Um, is he is his mm. mythology yeah. overstated? Oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with Lynn. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. No we'll way. move off of the topic before it gets too animated. She'll come fucking. You walking down the street, she'll come flying out of the barway glass. <laughs> In the jugger. Uh, next up, Paddy, you're taking the reins for this one. It is the best budget FPL player. So the Delhi AliExpress Award, as you so lovingly named it. Do you want to take the take over there, sir? Yes, I will indeed. The Delhi AliExpress, and uh, this is the, um, the the best budget player that you bring into your team, isn't it? Uh, am I right in saying yeah. that? No, I'm not actually. This is the, <laughs> you um, are right. It is the best, but yeah. It is fucking right. Why did you make that face? <laughs> Me, you bollocks. Right. The, the 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 best budget player to get into your team, and the nominees are Bamford, Suchek, Gundogan. And Velt Mania. Now, and before I fucking, you know, we, we announce it, um, I'm, I'm hoping to see some uh, some predictions in there in the chat. Who would you guys have picked there, by the way, uh, as well? I think I've been on a bit of a boner for Gundogan since I started doing the award ceremony. Uh, I just was, I even said it to Kean about uh, the impact I think he had on the season in general for City and... Uh, you know, there was, I know it wasn't forever, but within the season itself, uh, I think he provided immense value. Uh, but I also, you know, you got to love Suchek and Bamford. But I think I would have probably put my vote on Gundogan. What about you, Seamus? Uh, I voted Suchek. I thought he was, like, amazing in the middle part of the season after their tough run of games to start with. Um, you could kind of predict when his pictures came good, it was the time to get on. You got on him early, Jer. I came on a couple of weeks later just because I had other fires to put out in my team. But I think a lot of people got on and got those points as a, as a fifth midfielder, and that's what you want. I mean, Gundogan is is another one that you could, I would I was close to voting for, but I voted for Suchek anyway. What about you, Paddy? Who would you vote for? 
I um I voted for Bamford, but that's because he was in my team um the the majority of the season for me. Like um I I did have a great spell with Gundogan as well, Gundogan as well, but um and I didn't I didn't get the suit check. I didn't get on the suit check train. And um I actually have a soft spot for Veltman too. He came in near the end, but yeah, I voted for Bamford. Bamford was yeah, it, it seems, was for that me. seems to be the uh, common kind of result in the chat as well. It seems to be either Gundog or Bamford down to those two. It's a split yeah. vote. Do you know what? The, the, those, there's three players out there that were very kind to me. Bamford, Gundogan and Veltman. I never got on the Suchek. Oh, so... really? I smashed Suchek. Yeah, Seamus said. I, I, I just got... Did you, yeah. It just went right. He was actually one of the reasons I... I, uh, I remember seeing um, Mark Southerns and, and Jules Breach and, and Asnem and they were talking about uh, getting on Suchek and and uh he was he was going to come good the stats were there they, they were looking like he was gonna he was gonna he's gonna catch fire and they were all out of early like and i was probably watching like and the fucking bastards were right <laughs> but um who is well that's the thing that's what you love about fpl where you yeah. predict where the points are coming yeah, you're like yeah. okay fixtures are turning the underlying stats are there let's get on them and yeah. it actually turns into results um that's what yeah. you want you don't want like as I said, Dallas scoring two goals against Man City when we all have them turn on our bench because then the only people getting those points are poxy bastards who have had injuries or rotation, uh, and then you're you're cursing those players, you know. Yeah, Suchek, he was there. Like I could see people knew he was about to he was about to catch fire, and I just super enjoyable when it was yeah. happening. Yeah, and he did. He yeah. did. I'm happy so. to see a lot of shots for Gundogan, but I cannot remember for the life of me who actually won this. Is was this actually a split vote, or were you just saying that about the chat chance? No, this actually. Oh wait, this was actually a tie. <laughs> this was. Uh... Uh, well, technically, I think Patty, your vote might have pushed it over the edge in favor of your man because I'm looking at it here. What are you seeing? Yeah, I'm seeing a slight edge by less than half a percent in favor of one man. Right. Yeah, they're both on forty-three percent, but one is lit up as the uh, the clear winner, and uh, the runner-up is Gundogan. <sighs> And the uh, the winner is Patrick. Oh, I wonder if that would be different if uh, the vote was after the last game week. Yeah. Prick coming off in 58 minutes. Congratulations, Seamus. Great chance for in this week. Thank you. Thank you. And Tim or Antonio, <laughs> I could have doubled my points with Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, me, oh, me. Paddy that, Bamford comes out with an award. That, yeah? was, a, that was a really, really close vote. Um, it was Bamford and Gundogan, you know, tied. Yeah. They split yeah. like 87, 86% of the votes between them. Suchek was actually quite low down. He would have got he got my vote, but you know I, what? He, I, like, I, he, I do he I do respect up. the other two. I do I do respect yeah. the other two. I mean, I just the Suchek value because he was five point zero, whereas Bamford and Gundogan were five point five. I just think for five point zero, that I don't want to spend five point five on my fifth midfielder. You know, I want to spend five point zero or four point five. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose we can wrap up the fur coat, no knickers, Paddy. What do you say? Are you done? Do you want to preach anymore? No, I'm, I'm done. We can we can move along. We can move along. All right. Next up, ladies and gents, we have the fur coat, no knickers award. Another one that's been uh, we're lucky enough to have had announced by a friend of the show. Um, this one comes in from Stevie over at the FBL Game Week. If you remember, at the start of the season, I was on their show, which was at the time was called the Lama Lounge, and they've gone on to do an, a fantastic season of 
content or interviews with content creators, FPL players, the works. They've done absolutely crazy good work. And uh, if I was to be honest, I think um, Stevie himself, uh, if I was given an award for probably most underrated content producer, content creator, whatever the fuck you want to call himself, uh, of the year, I think he would be, uh, you know, hard pushed. It'd be hard pushed to knock him off it. He's done absolutely fantastic work. And uh, it seems like... It seems like he uh, he he was busy streaming when 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 he was you know kind enough to do this video, but I think I think it makes sense to throw it over to him. Uh, fur coat, no knickers. Take it away, Stevie. What the hell? It's FPL. Say what the hell? It's FPL. What what the hell? It's FPL. Say what? Whoa 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 what will? What now? Live now? Oh, fuck the bollocks. Uh, two seconds, two seconds, two seconds. Hey, good afternoon. It's me, Llama Stevie, uh, from the FPL Game Week. I have been given this privilege this afternoon to make an award. And what an award it is. So, base yourselves. But this award is for the FPL Body Coat. And no knickers award. Some strong candidates in this one, so brace yourself. The nominees are as follows. Got Aubameyang, Manny, Werner, and Kevin De Bruyne. Who do you think your winner was? Tell me. What? Wow. Okay, so the votes have been casted. In the award this season for the FPL Furry Knickers. What? Oh, sorry. FPL Furry Coat and No Knickers Award goes to Aubameyang. Lads, you might toil. You might toil to find this guy actually give him the award. <laughs> Fucking, he's been lost all season. Take it easy. going to be big next year. Bigger. And there we have it. We are back. Thank you very much, FPL Lama. Uh, Stevie, FPL Game Week. There's a man of many names, but make sure to go over and check out their YouTube uh, channel. As I said, fantastic interviews with a whole host of different FPL players and creators and all that kind of shit. But uh, to bring it through again, um, the FPL Furry Knickers Award, as Stevie called it, uh, it the nominees were <laughs> Aubameyang, Mane, Werner and KDB. So with this one, we ended up putting through a lot of different categories. We had most disappointing, we had flops, we had overpriced and they all kind of came in together for this one and uh, I think while as he said you know there was only ever going to be one winner for that you know there is a strong argument to be made for the other three contenders uh, Aubameyang, Mane, Werner, KDB if I was to throw that over to you Seamus who were you voting for there? Who got your vote? Mane yeah he's been the most disappointing didn't like Aubameyang's good uh, you know I expected more from Werner uh, that didn't quite happen, but at least he got you know a few assists and he contributed, tipped away throughout the season. Not the explosive asset we thought it was going to be. Aubameyang has contributed spells, but I don't expect too much from Arsenal anyway. Whereas I do expect a lot from the reigning champions Liverpool, especially Manny, who's had two great seasons behind him, to to do bits. And uh, anytime I chose him over Salah this year, it completely boned me. Especially game week one, where I was immediately chasing like thirty six points. Getting my four points for Mane captain when everyone else had forty for 
Ah, uh, Salah. So I like it. for that reason alone, he gets Fair my enough. vote. Paddy, what about you? What are we looking at? It was a great category. The um, you know, it was tight. Manny, uh, Werner, and Abamyang. I remember when the the fucking FPL start reclassing players, and Abamyang was reclassed as a midfielder. I was like, he's going straight in my team. You know, I was thinking, I'm going to get Abamyang. This he's going to this going to fucking he's going to be fire. So for me, on that merit alone, it's got to be Abamyang. Like Werner came from the Bundesliga, and I played a bit of the, the Bundesliga fantasy and. I was like, wow, Werner's going to light it up too. But it was between them two. I, but I've went to Bamiyang because I was really excited about Bamiyang being reclassed as a midfielder and then just being a fucking flop. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to know something? What tells us the story of my season? Mm. These are all in the, uh, the flop section of this season. Three of that four was in my game week one team. Fuck. <laughs> so that goes to tell you how bad I started my I made wow. on this. Who was so, the fourth KDB, again? KDB, oh, KDB was the fourth, yeah. and he wasn't in it because they had a blank game week one. But he, yeah. I brought him in a couple weeks later, and at least he got some points. But he's a disappointment too compared to what he yeah. can do. We've got a few Thomas O'Halloran yeah. in the chat. He's saying Alba was easily the worst. Alba was an essential, whereas Mane was a luxury or a cheap route to pool attack. I don't know if I'd agree about Mane being. Yeah. I mean, maybe he means beforehand, uh, before this season, because he definitely wasn't a cheap route into this year, or maybe even last year. Was he was he classed the same price yeah, as Salah this year? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we all went Salah because he was on pens. Some people doubled up, though, you see. That was the thing with Liverpool. Remember the time that you double up on Liverpool attackers? So that's why I think he's saying yeah. he's a luxury. So I think I agree with it in that sense. Yeah. Uh, whereas Alba at one stage, when Arsenal had good fixtures, I think they played Fulham game week one. It was like, our game week two, and it was like, we got to have him. And I got blindsided by that. I didn't really fancy Arsenal they won the FA Cup in August because it was late FA Cup wasn't it beat Chelsea and uh, everyone was like you gotta have him and I was like well if anything I'm gonna have him if we only for coverage pick because I can captain him in game week two I think he got five points he got an assist well, yeah he was totally underwhelming um, guys I've still got my vote though yeah those those players that were uh, in that category really fucked up a lot of um, managers um, seasons you know, I mean, like, I think that that was the, the beginning of the end uh, for the first half of the season for a lot yeah, of managers. Yeah, definitely. Like, with Aubameyang, um, I think it was probably less so because people were just targeting that Arsenal had, I think it was Fulham uh, at the start of the season, I think they was 3-0 or something, William with three assists. But uh, Arsenal were targeting, oh, yeah. or people were targeting Arsenal's opening match because the likes of City and United were missing a fixture. So I think... Um, there was potential there that if Aubameyang had started on fire, like it would have been tough to get off him. Uh, but that wasn't really the case. Um, KDB, disappointing season, but ultimately I think you could chalk it down to injury as opposed to an uh, injury and Man City underperforming when he was in the team at the beginning. They didn't really get their shit together, you know, until what three, like, two, what Christmas time we'll say before Christmas time. Uh, but yeah, I think Aubameyang was always gonna like with the whole move switch moving over to midfielder and stuff like that. People's hopes were already raised. Yeah. And uh, yeah, subsequently dashed. But uh, that was the budget. Congratulations, Pierre. Um, your your trophies in the post. Next up, we've got the best midfielder. I believe that's you again, Paddy. You're taking midfielder. Yes, over to the best midfielder, and um, this was a this was quite a this was a tight enough uh, poll as well. Uh, the nominees are Gundogan, 
Salah, Son, and Bruno Fernandes. And uh, I'll go to you first, Seamus. Uh, I'd have to say Fernandes. He's, I'd have to double check the stats. He's surely the top point scorer in FPL this season so far, isn't he? Has that changed in the last uh, last couple of weeks? I, so for that reason alone, the top midfi- top midfielder generally is player of the season. You know, it's always one of these guys usually, um, like it's Salah or it's Frank Lampard or Cristiano Ronaldo or whatever. But uh, yeah, I'd have to say Bruno. Ten points more than Kane, two forty, so he's the highest scoring player in the game at the moment. Yeah, easy yeah. for me to actually petty before you even pass it over. I think I was all about. I mean, I'm a United fan, so, you know, I'm always going to have a bit of bias there. Yeah. I do think Salah got, um, I don't know, maybe I'm just, because of Seamus' uh, slurs at the beginning of the season, it made me, it primed me to feel like Salah was getting a rough a rough ride there this season in terms of pr- credit and praise. I actually think he's done excellent in terms of how poor Liverpool have done. He hasn't let his standards drop, and you saw that yesterday, uh, you know, as well. Uh he shit how he's shit how these way to so many points this season. It's just disgusting. I hate I like this is the season that has like pushed Salah into evil villain territory for me. And I used to love him before this, but this, the mountain Yeah. I'm just that Crystal Palace game. What about oh. Sun? He's he's been he's been pretty under uh, under praised in this episode. And feel free to let us know in the chat below what, what you think, midfielders of the year. But what about Sun? I mean is he just being overshadowed by Kane or the fact that he went through a dry spell there, you know, before the last month? I think he's been, you know, it's his highest point scoring season. Uh, he's been fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I Yeah, Son's, Son's a tricky one. Like, I, I actually had Son. He, uh, I think I had him. Did he score a hat-trick there a couple of weeks back? No, or? he didn't get no hat-trick. He got... Did he get two two goals and assists or something special? He had he had a he had a good game week there, or two recently. And and with with me and Son, you know, it's always down to either you pick Son or you pick Kane. And I always seem to go with with Son. And anytime I pick Son, he rewards me. Anytime I pick Kane, he fucks me. So for me, I Son Son's a really, you know, he's. He's he's a, one of my favorite players as an FPL so I think asset. That's fair enough. I do like watching the guy as well. What about you, Seamus? You were yeah. saying, Fernandez. Yeah, I, I I love Son. I mean, if you look at it, like Son is what two twenty one points so far this season. He's only nineteen points Fernandez behind him. He's one point less than Salah, and he's like three million cheaper than Salah, and he's one point seven cheaper than Fernandez. Um, so like value wise, he's got to be one of the best midfielders. He's probably the best midfielder in the game. Um, He's had an amazing season. He's been a bit frustrated. He started off absolutely on fire. Was it against Southampton? He got like four goals yeah, or whatever was it was. The, the week everyone you know, transferred him out. He had all yeah. the points. Yeah. He had all the points around then. And then everyone just piled on to him. Kind of went quiet for a while. Tipped away. And then went down a re- Like I had him for a while and he went quiet. And I was like, I know I got to keep him here. Because he will come good. And eventually he just got to the point where it's like, I got to get rid of him. Because Josie was still at the wheel. You know, he's That's at right. the helm, and I was like, I got to get rid of him. Like, they got a cup final. They're going to start rotating players, benching players just before the cup final. Um, this is a sinking ship with Jose. I did not expect him to fire Jose. And then all of a sudden, you know, he started being playing in a much more, a better position. He's being pushed further forward. He's been playing as a two. You know, he played, uh, he got that, like, last-minute penalty 
when Kane wasn't on the pitch. And I was like, oh, God damn it. So, like, as soon as I got rid of him, he started scoring points again. So I just haven't been able to time it well this year. And that's the story of my season. But he's been unbelievable this year. And I love him as a player. It's just he does, he's streaky. He goes through spells where he does go one goal in eight games and then, you know, five goals in four games kind of thing. So, yeah, he's yeah. a worthy nomination. But I just think, like Bruno was just being unbelievable. They can't look past got Eamon in the chat. He's inquiring about Paddy's turtleneck and chain sipping on a light beer, I believe. And uh, we've got others talking about Gundogan, Bruno, Tom Mariarty's gone mad. He's saying Bruno in a triple game week. Penalty because of a stupid Villa tackle and then a deflected own goal and he gets 19 points for doing. Sweet F all. I don't know if I'd say that. I think... Um, you know, when you've got a player that's on penalties like Bruno, you're always gonna be, uh, you're always gonna, you know, be expecting uh, a bit of, you know, at least there's that option. But I'd say, Tom, you're starting to sound like a man mm-hmm. who didn't have Bruno captained that week. Uh, so. <laughs> that happens with Kane and Salah all the time. I remember watching that uh, Villa game where Kane, everyone had Kane captained, and Matty Cash, remember, kind of flew in, and Kane did a step over and got taken down, and I was like, this is such a bullshit penalty. It happens. It happens. Penalties are a thing, and it's to the detriment of the game to a large extent. But uh, I will point out that with all the people commenting and watching the video, there is not enough likes on this. I mean, guys, you got to start hitting that like button on the video. He's get in he's, there. He's been out for six months, but you wouldn't he's even know it, would you, brilliant. Paddy? He's right back in there. Jesus, I've never said that once in the fucking whole take time notes. Here. Like, take notes. I'm fucking yeah, yeah. taking notes. That was done, Paddy. You know what? I'm just going to like it myself, and I'm just going to. Thank you. Uh, Who's the winner, Patty? Come on. Who's the winner? Jesus, try not to spill right, it. All right, all right. I'll stop fluffing about. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, and by the way, hello, Tom. Tom there. How are you getting on? Right. The, and the winner is... Emil Smith-Rowe. <laughs> uh. <laughs> right on. Of course, the winner is... And that was a great category. The winner is Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes, it had to be. He was consistent. Yeah, and who knows what's left? He's got Fulham. As I said today, United are going to come at them with the power of a thousand burning suns. And oh, you know what? I made my transfer immediately <laughs> after you sent me that. Well, you know, I swear. And then I screenshotted it and sent it to uh, the to the Hail Cheaters. He was wondering whose cat says. They can have that one. Go that ahead. one's for them. That's, what, that's for that's them. Uh, actually, speaking of having one, this is one that I meant to throw out in the Best Budget Player Award. What do you call a cheap circumcision? Nothing. A rip-off. <laughs> <laughs> They're laughing. You can have that one too. Send that to Hail Cheaters. You can all have it. Uh, I'm going to use that. But best midfielder, Bruno Fernandes. And uh, yeah, congratulations, Bruno. Um, I see he's hanging out with all the Portuguese lads, so he's probably not too bothered. But uh, here you go. From the FPL hangover, um, we love you. Next up, we have what the FPL moment of the season. So another... Oh, no, wait. I need to show off my little... There he is. There's Bruno in a burger. Just for anyone that was wondering. Uh, there he is. But um, next up, we have the What the FPL moment. Another guest announced category. Um, this one is by the lovely Lynn FPL. Uh, we needed to get a bit of female representation on the pod. That was that was Paddy's doing. Um, Seamus mm-hmm. was actually dead against it. He said no. He said no, this is FPL. This is not a woman's sport. Uh, uh, he didn't. He didn't. I am... I am totally pro women i've had a we've had a recent addition to our household 
So I'm totally I'll pro girl so power. You're, sure, you're and, outnumbered uh, now. And sure. Fucking right, you'll never, yeah, get, a, you'll never get a fish in your house now. <laughs> No, that's okay. I, I'm. Uh, I, I. I prefer women. Men are assholes. Well, we're, we're, <laughs> so. we're lucky. We're lucky to even get Lynn on the fucking show of the day. It took her that long to send the fucking to the video. She was she was fixing her hair. What do you see her hair? It's, oh. it's, fin- it's I can't phenomenal. Can't believe you've thrown her under the bus so, uh, like that, Patty. <laughs> Lynn's having a fantastic Patty, Patty, Patty. All right. Day. Well, without further ado, let's throw it over to the Lynn FPL herself. Good evening, everyone. I am here to announce the winner of What the FPL Moment of the Season. The nominees are Aston Villa versus Liverpool 7-2, Chelsea West Brom 3-5, Southampton Manchester United 0-9 and the postponed game between United and Liverpool. That's the one I voted for. So let's see. The winner is Liverpool. Yeah. Oh, wait. That technically means Aston Villa won, doesn't it? Paddy, why did you give me this, Catherine? You could have... Ah! You're all drunks. Go to bed. And we're back, everybody. We're back. I had to cut across in case Seamus was saying something he shouldn't have been saying. I wasn't sure. But... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was just going to comment that... uh... There's a bit of shade being thrown in the chat there between uh, Tom Mariotti and Tom O'Halloran. Uh, <laughs> they're keeping out to each other. The battle of the um, two tops, lads. Come on, you're, yeah. You're, you're, I won't. Uh, I won't comment any further. You're supposed to be on each other's side, sure. You should be. Tom- Thomas is against everyone else. But uh, going back to where we were, FPL Hangover Awards. What the FPL moment? Thanks again, Liz. I know that uh, it's not the easiest, but that did come all the way from Scandinavia, and it's much appreciated. The nominees again were Villa versus Pool seven two, Man United versus Southampton nine nil, Chelsea versus West Brom two five, and Man United versus Pool that was postponed, obviously because of the Super League. All shocking moments. You can bet your bottom dollar, Allison's goal would have been in this for sure. At whose expense? I don't know, maybe Chelsea West Brom, but um, this also got a bit of uh, bit of. This was the only one that I put on Twitter that got a bit of pushback by someone who was basically suggesting that the postponement wasn't that big a fucking deal and uh, shouldn't even be listed. And if anything, he'd have put I can't remember someone else winning three one any other day in it. But look, uh, they're my four nominations, and uh, let us know what you think in the chat. But as Liz meant, uh, Liz Lynn mentioned. Villa versus Pool. That was some shocker. I mean, I love it just because it took the. Um, oh, that was the one he suggested, the six-one Spurs United match. Um, but that was, you know, the kindly overshadowed by the Liverpool Villa results, seven-two. Crazy start to the season. They still had Van Dijk then, if memory serves me correctly. This is before his injury, so no excuse, no excuses uh, from their defense. What about you? What was your votes on that, James? Um, well, the United game the night, the day before when they lost the Spurs was so, was it the night before? Or the it was earlier, earlier that day. That day? It was the five exactly. kickoff. Yeah. Earlier it was that earlier day. that day. It was like the morning kickoff and the yeah. was evening kickoff. Um, that had you know left me in oh, peak humor, uh, especially seeing as we know so many different. And uh, yeah, I was like, I just don't want to be online right now. And then the Liverpool game happened, and that was such a nice palate cleanser. Uh, and such a shock. I mean, uh, like that. Uh, I, I would. I would actually say if this vote happened and uh, the Allison goal was in it, that would give me. That would be my my vote. But uh, the Liverpool losing seven two, the champions against a team who like 
up to that point, they played pretty, played pretty well, but just avoided relegation season four. We didn't really know how well they could play. To not concede like one, two, three, four, five, but seven goals, like that was lit, that was one of those ones. I, I can't believe what I'm watching here. Um, yeah, the United game being postponed. I actually kind of thought there's a chance this might be postponed. I didn't think it was, but whatever. Rock to it, it <laughs> fucked my game week. But you know, the rest of them, you know, the United Southampton have already lost nine nil or nine one or whatever before, <laughs> so I wasn't too shocked with that. The rest yeah. though, that the Liverpool game had that by far and away of the options. The one I went with. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that was mine too. What about your own, Paddy? Actually, no, I voted for the postponed game. But go on, Paddy. What about you? I just want to say, hated, adored, but never ignored. Manchester United are in three categories here, so they are. <laughs> what you know? You know what I mean? That's they. They just. They yeah, just, just. Some of these letters. Some of these categories are like shithouse categories, though. That's the thing. They are. They are. They <laughs> and are, they, they are. were written by a United fan, so a little bit yeah. biased. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, let's, let's, let's just go through them a wee bit. Like, right, like, the Man United versus Southampton 9-0. Like, what a fucking day. That was a great day. You know, you know that could easily have been one of the greatest moments ever in the season, bar the, the Liverpool cel- celebrating the, the West Ham draw that time. Um, there's also... The postponement between the uh, United Liverpool game, you know, a lot of people, Seamus, you had like like fucking twelve players in that game, you know that 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 would have fucked a lot of people's seasons up. Like, so that that is like a what the fuck moment. Or is this the what the fuck? Yeah, what the yeah. FPL moment? Uh, like, I, I had a six, I had a six point eight million game week rank that game week yeah. because of that because I had four players lost in that game plus. Tommy Tuchel had decided to bench two of my players, so I just didn't have a cover on bench. I ended up playing, I don't know, like nine players, eight players. Like that that was that that was a real what the FPL moment for for you know a lot of people. Um so this is a great category. Chelsea West Brom, meh. <laughs> that was um, the week Seamus and the general, I believe, had used his wild card and tripled up on Chelsea defence. Maybe he'd gone the week before, but I think that's why I put that in there because that was the week everyone went, Tommy Tux, he knows how to defend. Here we go. And boom, five goals by West Brom that game. And I was loving it. Right, fuck. Uh, yeah. and I forgot clean about that, but when you add the context, actually it was a fucking hairy moment. Um, for me, anyway... I voted for the uh, the Villa versus Pool game only because I got absolutely slaughtered, abused. My <laughs> wife got insulted. My my children got insulted. Uh, <laughs> not really, like ne- never, <laughs> never let the truth yeah. get in front of a good story, Seamus. But the the um, you know I what but I what that's what it felt like in my WhatsApp group with you know and we all have close mates. It's a big rivalry. We were hammered. The emojis were fucking piling in. People were fucking, you know, battering. Phones were broke. Anyway. Two hours later. Right after. And then two hours later, the Paddy the Paddy Powers fucking uh, you know, meltdown video was shared. And Liverpool got beat 7-2 Seven. by Aston Villa. You couldn't fucking make it up. It was phenomenal. And uh, for me, just because of the, uh, the absolute onslaught of abuse I got that day, and then that happened, and that was my what the FPL moment. Because, you know, what was the chances yeah. of two 
you know, big rival clubs, smashed you know, on the, on the same day, yeah. getting smashed. No, no, I'm with you, Petty. I was, I was delighted. Um, honorable mention there. Tom Arity brings up in the chat. Pool four leads three opening day of the season. Uh, that was an absolute cracking game. I don't know if I would have, you know, put it up there with what the fuck, like oh Jesus, but it was definitely, you know, it wasn't going to be easy to remember. Yeah. That was a. That was a Friday night game, if I recall. I Is that so. right, Jer? Because I always I don't expect think so, no. no. Well, I always expect those game week one and game week thirty eight fixtures to throw up one or two mental kind of things. So it's never a what the fuck. It's just like oh, here we go back into the swing Give of things, the mental game. Um, and yeah, we kind of we all kind of taught them yet, but we all thought Leeds could be a bit open. But we know what they did. They were kind of a high pressing team, and we thought they could be goals involved. So. It wasn't a what-the-fuck moment for that, but it was great to see. I was like, oh, here we go. This is what we're going to get this season. And that's kind of how it's turned out. So, um, Actually, look, we all we all seem to agree on the same moment ourselves. Yeah. But, like, what was about the vote? Was the vote close? Um, why, like, what did people say? Penny? Yeah, Penny. Oh, yeah, well, the, the, the winner is... And dead silence. The winner is... I haven't checked this one, so I don't know. Manchester United and uh, Liverpool, or what? What the fuck? The winner is Villa versus fucking Pool that Lee <laughs> yeah, Lean called out five minutes ago. For fuck's sake! That's the one. That's the one. Sorry. <laughs> so I, you know what? I went to click the fucking thing and I fucking had a notification by accident. No, it's alright. Oh, I haven't seen this video because I, I like I've got YouTube on one thing, but I've got it muted, so I didn't actually hear the winner. So I will watch that back. I want, to see, I want to see those videos back later. I've seen one or two of them, but not all of them. We've got a couple yeah. more left. There's actually only four categories left. FPL forwards, scumbag haul, FPL life hack, and FPL player of the year. So four big ones. Make sure to stick around. Keep hitting the like button. I don't know if you can hit it more than once, but try. And, <laughs> no, uh, don't hit it because you hit like again, you take off your life. Oh, yeah, don't. So yeah, maybe that's why there's only nine. Maybe people are accidentally unliking it. They're so, they're so goddamn uh, focused on hitting that button. Batter in the like yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's, 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 there's ten there. There's ten. We've there. got FPL forward up next. FPL forward of the year, I believe. This one's you, Seamus. That's yeah. I've got this one. Um, so like the the categories, the nominations are for FPL forward of the year. Just going straight into it. No cuddling. Uh, you've got Harry Kane, Patrick Bamford, Dominic Calvert Lewin, and Ollie Watkins. Okay, all forwards who've done really, really well this year. So as a matter of interest. I'm just going to see have you selected the four highest point scorers this season you haven't actually you've omitted Jamie Vardy is there a reason you didn't want to include Vardy on that list yeah because he can go Ooh, fuck himself controversial uh, no Vardy has one was like he had a fantastic start to the season I don't know how many goals he's he scored did. that weren't penalties by the way I would like to throw that out this year yeah there's been a lot of penalties he's had 13 goals and 14 assists he's had an unreal amount of but assists but how many of those 13 goals came in the first yeah in the first couple of months that's what I was looking at when I was going through it I was like he basically has got one goal in his last what 11 12 game weeks he, he has he had had eight and eight uh he had 10 and 12 so if he's had 10 and 12 that means he's had like three, three in the last three 13 yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, so it's it's tailed off it's tailed off but he has been adding some assists at least the keep score taking over but i've had him the last maybe eight game weeks whenever i played my wild card um and I think he's the four... just not 
Jack got the mustard. He's not got the mustard. And I think the four forwards up there all have given us something to talk about. I mean, I think Watkins is the one that would have taken Vardy's place. And he, as a striker who's literally his first season in the Premier League, at least for Villa, I don't know if, if he's in it before. But first season in the Premier League, I think he's got 13 goals. Um, That's a great start. And I definitely think he deserves a, a nomination in that anyway. Yeah. No, he's got the same amount of goals as Vardy, albeit less assists. And uh, yeah, he's been excellent. And when you compare the prices, there's no comparison. So Watkins 6.4, Vardy 9.2. So, I mean, yeah, Watkins hasn't got as many points, but like there's only about 15 points in it for like three, four million almost in price difference. So I do agree with the, the category here. Um, like For me, it's, it's fairly straightforward. As much a, as good value as... Bamford, DCL and Watkins have been, Harry Kane's been the leading striker this season. You know, he's level on goals, I think, with uh, Mo Salah for goals. Yeah. But he's also got a, a metric crap ton of assists as well. So his points are just rolling in. Yeah, Nuclear agrees with you in the chat room as well. Tom, not so much. He's uh, he's uh, he's about Bamford or Watkins. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. I voted for Kane. Paddy, where did you come in on that? Yeah, I, I, I voted for Bamford. Um, you know, I didn't have Kane all season. This was Kane's actually highest scoring season in FPL he ever had. Really? Yeah, I read that earlier. And Kane. I, yeah. But go on. You went with Bam. Bam I, oh no, you can fact check. No, you're that, right. But... You're right. I'm just you're checking. Right. I'm surprised. You're right though. You yeah. are right. He's got two thirty points, and yeah, his yeah. previous best have been two twenty four. Yeah, don't. In 2016, 2017. Don't be so, surprised, Seamus. Yeah, I know me stuff. And uh... <laughs> no, no, no. It's interesting. I'm caught by surprise. Yeah, I was yeah, like, you oh, should yeah. be surprised. No, Seamus. but it caught <laughs> me by surprise, Seamus, because I actually co-tweeted that, that tweet and said, "Jesus, it didn't fuck. It didn't feel like it." Because it didn't to me, because I didn't uh, get any of his fucking points, because I didn't have him uh, as much as I should have, obviously. I But for me, I voted Bamford because he was a loyal servant to me throughout the FPL season. And uh, the price point enabled me to have play- other players that I liked. Yeah. And, and you fucking uh, hate Kane. Let's just, just let's get the cards on the table here, buddy. Yeah, I fucking hate him, and he and he fucking he never. I've I've bad history with him. Fair enough, fair enough. But uh, what was the results of that one, Seamus? Solid rush. Uh, the results of that one was uh, in favor of Kane. Uh, he won by quite a bit. Um, not too surprising if you were to just go to the statistics page or transfer page and start by forwards. You know, he's well out ahead. You know, he's like fifty odd points ahead of Bamford. Um, I think there was a case we made for Bamford. Uh, more than the other two, but um, especially considering his starting price, was he five point five at the start of the season? Who Bamford was five point five, yeah. Like, yeah, crazy, it's... yeah, it's crazy. Um, but Kane, uh, I think, is a worthy winner, and uh, he runs away with the the lead. So not too much to say more about that, unless you want to praise his virtues anymore. No, I think there's worth mentioning a couple of uh, a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, maybe would have never really got in. We've already talked about Vardy. But um, Chris Wood, he's made a bit of a name for himself from the end of the season. Again, I don't think he would have really got in the last four, but people are talking about him, which is more than you would imagine for a Bernie striker. Uh, and Ch- and Callum Wilson, you got to imagine that if uh, he had managed to stay injury-free this season, he might have actually been, you know, easily in that top four. He like when he played, he was pretty lethal for yeah. Newcastle. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Callum Wilson was was immense. I mean, if you were to if you were to continue looking by order of uh, point scores, um, 
one player you've omitted there amongst all those players you've already mentioned is uh, Shea Adams, which is surprising. He's, uh, what, sixth on the list? Just behind uh, Watkins. Well, I say just behind. He's 21 points. But there's a bit of a drop-off between Watkins, Calvert-Lewin, Vardy, um, and Adams in sixth place. Um, but he's, he has more points ahead of Wood. Wood was very, very quiet. I think I saw he had like three goals in the first 20 games up to like Christmas or New Year's. And it's just been since like March he's been absolutely slaying it. So, uh, But Adams has been tipping away couple of games there he get you know a goal, goal I think assist, I might have deliberately left here. and it's Adams, just though. it's wow. not spectacular not Seems spectacular I, though I, 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 love, I love those stats James what was Wilson again there can you can you give me Wilson again yeah, Wilson is the same amount of points as Chris Wood he's on 134 and only two behind Shea Adams but you can imagine like Jar was saying if he wasn't injured so much this season yeah. he'd be much higher up because he's got 12 goals six assists um Really, it's wow. he, he, he was a great servant to me for the start of the season. I actually kept him, I, I, I'm guessing, now, um, about up to game week 13. Yeah, I'm looking at it here, and it looks like he's missed nine, 10 games this season. Yeah. So out of 36 games, he's only played 26. So like 18 attacking returns in 26 games is actually great. Yeah, I stopped so by him at the start. With 134 points. Um, there's been times, I think I had him in a free hit team. I think I played my free hit in like game 21 or 19 or whatever. Uh, and he did jack all. But I mean, you know, he's still a great player. He's had a good season, just injury concerns. Someone to watch out for next year if, you, if you're going to buy any Newcastle player, I guess it would be. Yeah, if you can stay yeah. injury free. But uh, yeah, that brings the FPL forwards uh, to a nice conclusion. Fair play to you, Mr. Harold Kane. We'll be seeing you at Old Trafford next season. Um, next up is the FPL Scumbag Hall of the Year. Again, another category that um, is one of my favourites and is luckily enough announced by a guest and friend of the show, Drew from Renegades, FPL Renegades. They've been on a baby hiatus similar to yourself, Seamus. But as Drew is the one that, uh, you know, makes everything tick on that show it couldn't uh it couldn't continue without him so unfortunately for any of the renegades fans out there you'll have to make do with this uh this little naughty but uh here we go i will hand it over to drew himself good evening and welcome to the annual fpl hangover awards where we celebrate the great and the good but the mainly heartbreaking events of the fpl season my name is Drew from the FPL Renegades podcast. I'm pretty sure all eight of our listeners also listen to the Hangover podcast. So, hi guys. Hope you're having a good season. If you haven't listened to the FPL Hangover podcast, it's kind of like a mix of Sons of Anarchy and The Hobbit talking all things FPL and it's well worth a watch. So, without further ado, let's get stuck into my award, which is Scumbag Hall Award of the Year. I'm not sure why I was given that one, but... One of those where when it goes in your favour, it makes your weekend, but when it goes against you, it's like an absolute dagger to the heart. So the nominees for this award are Bruno Fernandes against Brighton, where he was awarded a penalty kick the very next day and got himself a last minute haul. John Stones for becoming prime Sergio Ramos and scoring twice against Crystal Palace when everyone only owned him because they couldn't afford Ruben Diaz. Do you remember that? Uh, Garth Bale against Burnley. I can't remember that one, so it obviously didn't affect me. And then Mo Salah against Crystal Palace. Mega haul off the bench when there was early tomb news saying that he wasn't going to be in the starting lineup, but people still captained him and got away with it. So all 
worthy nominees and all would be worthy winners. Let's see who got the vote. And it is John Stones himself. So Mr. One goal in the previous three seasons, he'd had about three shots in the previous 10 weeks. But for that day when I didn't own him, he decided to become Prime Sergio Ramos. There you go, John Stones. Thanks guys, good luck, good night. And we're back. So there we have it. Thank you, Drew, for that FPL Scumbag Hall of the Year. Now, we know the winner, and it was a winner by a long margin, was John Stones with his 21-pointer against Crystal Palace. But uh, we all have kind of different opinions on this. Um, I know I would have been looking pretty closely at that Salah versus Palace match, mainly because of... What the fuck are you doing, Petty? He's going mental. I'm just doing magic. But uh, basically, because of the Palace match, um, Seamus not having Salah or captain at least, maybe not even having Salah that week. And the fact that he got benched and uh, somehow managed to come off and get 16 points within 30 minutes, you can't really complain with that, can you? No, that, that's, uh, that game was like the worst point of my season, I'm going to say, probably was. Uh, it was the game. I had had Mane for a while. I was trying to catch up in many leagues. I was like, wasn't impressed with Liverpool. I wasn't really impressed with Salah. I was like, he's just bluffing his way to penalties and stuff here. I think he'd won a dodgy penalty against Brighton a week or so beforehand. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to back Mane. Captained him. Uh, Mane got a goal and an assist. I'm like, boom, they're, they're killing it here. Uh, he was taken off on like 55 minutes or something like that. I was like, why the fuck is he taking them off when they're fouring it up after 55 minutes? Mane wasn't impressed. I definitely wasn't impressed. And then they went on and scored a rake more goals and Salah getting all the points off the bench. Because I thought I, I was already counting my chickens. I was counting those little chickies. And I was saying, oh yeah, oh these uh, Salah owners, they're eating humble pie. Me here, my Mane owner, getting all the points. In the end, Salah hauls off the bench. Manny got zero bonus points and I'm sitting here holding my dick in my hand and look like an absolute <laughs> idiot. So oh, uh, that was that was that Saturday was almost afternoon. me regular Saturday. <laughs> that was me almost quitting the game kind of like but it wasn't. It was everything I could take in my power not to go on Twitter and just start abusing some lad from some other part of the world. But <laughs> I uh yeah I just you know when that happens you just gotta walk away from your phone, walk away from uh FBL I was Twitter. sitting at a roundabout but, in Limerick City eating a Burger King. Well, I wasn't sitting in a roundabout. I was looking at a roundabout, sitting beside it, parked beside it in the car, and uh, watching the Crystal Palace match on my phone. And I can't tell you how happy I was because obviously I knew your context to it, <laughs> and I was laughing my balls off the whole way through it. Um, so that that took my vote. But what about you, Patty? How are you looking at uh... to everyone else? <laughs> Can I just interject there for a moment? Yeah, because to everyone else, that was just the case of, oh, well, sure, we all have Salah captain anyway. But that wasn't the case because the rumor had come in just before deadline that he wasn't starting. This I was, didn't believe uh, the rumor. That's why I kept it out. Yeah. Yeah, but there, there had been a somewhat reliable rumor, not rumor, um, leak, who, was, who said he was probably going to start. So a lot of people had changed it off him to somebody else. But um, a lot of people said, no, nah, fuck, we'll stick with him anyway. And just to see, oh, yeah. I've, I've said my piece, Paddy, please. No, I am, um, I'm with you there, Seamus. Um, I, I remember that Sal rumor. It actually came into a couple, it came into a few group chats, came into a few WhatsApps and stuff. Uh, that Salah, it was, it was basically set in stone that fucking Salah wasn't, uh, wasn't, wasn't playing or wasn't yeah. starting. 
And I actually thought this that was my that I was I was having a really, you know, down the line season up until this point. You know, I was playing everything by the book. I wasn't breaking any of the rules I set myself, you know, off. And I thought to myself, you know what? This is gonna be my moment where I'm gonna, you know, I've got the inside information. Fuck the casuals. And I uh Yes. I, you know, I was like, yes, I know. I I, I know like, I know yeah, that I, I know something. I, I know, know that I, I know something you guys don't, you know. And I sold Salah. I sold him. I fucked him. I binned him. I can't remember who I bought. I can't remember who I bought. I'm gonna. I should have fucking researched this. I can't remember. Who I bought, but I sold the wanker. And uh, he came off the bench. I was like, oh, he didn't start. Great. And then he came off the bench and he fucking done 16 points. <laughs> It was a real kick in the stones. In the John now, Stones. Yeah, in the John Stones. That might have also been the day that we were blessed with the birth of uh, Randy Shafter. The day that Crystal Palace. It sounds like it. that sounds like the day that might have uh, birthed. It him. seems to have got enough people's yeah. goat up to to spawn such a such a venomous cretin as Shafter. You know, they needed something pretty. Dark. Yeah. Can can sorry, can. Enlighten me in the Stones Palace one again. That it, that was the week that basically everyone was going for City, and anyone that could afford Diaz got Diaz, and anyone that could afford couldn't afford Diaz got Stones. Yes. So and like yes, Diaz, it was right. in the double game week, and Diaz ended up getting I think and a goal and a clean sheet that week as well. So he got something like fourteen points, but it wasn't the twenty-one points that John Stones got. And I think he went yeah. on and got a clean sheet in the second match, so it ended up being twenty-seven, but twenty-one points against Crystal Palace two fucking goals he hadn't scored in what was the terms like three or four years and uh, I mean one goal or something in three years or something like that and then he just had two in one game it was and like proper goals like it was just the case of when they got the second one I I started laughing I was like this is ridiculous (laughs) I didn't have him but I look I didn't vote for that because it wasn't the rank killer that Salah getting a haul off the bench was for me uh, at that moment in time but I, I laughed at it. I was like, that's hilarious. And I think I had him in the following week or the week after. I was like, fuck this, got to get him. But Yeah, that was crazy. And and before you announce the winner and stuff, I can't... Actually, I, I'll have to wait to actually... You, you actually have announced the winner. The winner. So... Oh, the winner's yeah, been announced, yeah. has it? Drew, Drew announced right. it in the video, you bollocks. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for a push. Right. So uh, I can't believe that the Salah one was the least fucking... The, you know, it was fourth in the poll. Yeah, I think that st- like John Stones yeah. was pretty much running away with it. Yeah, that's that just was to show you how much that yeah, hurt 100%, people. Because Salah fucking hurt me. But look, yeah, a lot of people obviously just made the wrong decision that week, and they remember it. I don't think anyone really was too hurt by the bail goal. Uh, the Fernandez one, the bail one, I because because that came after. I had triple captain Harry Kane that game week, and. To see them beat Burnley 4-1 and he come out of it with a fucking assist, I was pretty pissy with the bail hall. I was like, are you kidding me? Get out of here. But um, but we can, we'll tie a bow on it because we're running a bit long. We've got two categories left. We'll do a quick one here. It's the second last one. It's the FBL Life Hack of the Year. So basically an award out there for all those, those, those FBL assets who sit in our teams, sit in the benches. We don't ever expect points for them. 
they're there because they either are extremely budget friendly or are ex out of position and might get some minutes. There's lots of different reasons, but we've always had them. We've had them every year. Sometimes you have uh, Juan Basaka, who's a four million defender that, you know, does absolutely amazing. You have your Lundstrom's from last year. This year, not so many top scoring ones, but all four of them are worthy of it. Rian Brewster. Burke for Sheffield United. I think that's Ali Burke. Um, Tyreek Mitchell and Button. There was only one winner. He's probably the one that everyone had in their team. Uh, and if you've had him over the last few weeks, you're laughing. Tyreek Mitchell runs away with that with 72%. Any thoughts on that from you guys before we move on? Ah, oh, no, that was... He's was my. he been in my team from game week one and he's still fucking there. I actually voted for Brewster in this, I thought... Um, just because he's Fuck just, you. you know, Mr. Binary mm. himself, you know, 4.5 striker. Uh, you were hoping for him to just just start scoring a tiny bit, you know? Six points in three games. Yeah. Or, you know, like, you know, a goal in every three, you'd be delighted. You'd be laughing. But uh, it never came to be. But he got my vote. It didn't uh, pan that way. I think Mitchell's recent exploits have, uh, have secured him top spot. What about you, Seamus? Or Paddy, you've got your hand up. Uh, I, I also voted for Ian Brewster, but like this new guy, Daniel Jebison, who started and scored against Everton for Sheffield United, has already outscored Ian Brewster in like 115 minutes compared to, I don't even know what Ian Brewster has. Uh, but yeah, Ian Brewster was just the sort of guy, he was on my bench, never once wanted to start him. I think I had him for a good 15 game weeks, 10 to 15 game weeks anyway, and I don't think he ever once came off my bench. And that's exactly what I want for that set and forget third spot. Uh, attacker um yeah but uh, i think uh tyreek mitchell actually probably is the the right result yeah. uh for his price he was 4.0 even cheaper again and you know he he did hits we all thought ferguson at the start of the season yeah he was that ferguson guy was yeah he be. was kind of the one who they were pinpointing i think they'd already recently bought him but yeah the injury kind of fucked him up and mitchell got his place and then mitchell kind of got knocked uh, got a knock and then natalia klein i believe took over a little bit but he seems to have taken his taking his spot back and with Klein departing in the summer I wouldn't be surprised if Mitchell is their starting uh, full back next season personally yeah and uh, Van, Al Van Aanthoth is uh, out of contract as well I think he's meant to be leaving unless he signed a new contract I'm not aware of but yeah no Mitchell could be interested but he's not going to be 4.0 yeah. so. what about you Penny any last thoughts before we move on to the final category yeah my last thoughts were um, Mitchell all the way and um of course, he was what he's my sub in the, the the most recent game week, and he came on for Foden and got me thirteen Did points. Did you jam his points? I jammed his fucking points, and uh, I just want to also say that those jammed points won me two hundred and fifty quid this week, as oh. well, in a head-to-head -head, uh, battle. So Lovely. Mitchell all day long for Fair me. Enough. I would say now I don't now I, now I'm happy he jams your points. Yeah, he jammed. If you're going to win so a head to head, you want to do it with a bit of jam because yeah. you know that other person is cursing their luck yeah. right now. Yeah, so I'm fucking delighted. I love Mitchell. Yeah. So yeah, fair play to Mitchell. Uh, we might be seeing you next year. So the, the future looks bright for that chap. Uh, let's move on to the last category. We have saved the arguably the best for last. It's the FPL Player of the Season. Player of the year, you call it what you want to do. But we've got one final guest announcer. You guys might recognize him from our one and only FPL high stool uh, that we did this season. It's Keen at FPL on Cart, former 
number one in Ireland 2018-2019, 27th in the world that season. So he's got the pedigree. Um, let's see what he has to say for himself. Keen, you're up. Hi, Joe, Paddy, Seamus, and all the good listeners here at the FPL Hangover podcast. Thanks for inviting me on here. Uh, it's nice to award the FPL Hangover Player of the Season award. Um, delighted to be invited on to, 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 to announce this award. Uh, our nominees are Emmy Martinez, Joe Dallas, Bruno Fernandes, and Harry Kane. Joe, if you can just like insert like a drum roll sound here, and I'll pause for dramatic effect. Okay, go. The winner is Emmy Martinez, a massively deserving winner in my opinion. Uh, starting the season at four point five million, uh, Emmy gets points um, out of his fucking arse. And with two games remaining, he is eight points away from breaking the all-time goalkeeper record uh, in FPL. Uh, with 15 clean sheets, 7 double-digit hauls, 27 bonus points and 18 returns of 4 points or more. A remarkable record from a goalkeeper. Congratulations, Senor Martinez, the FPL hangover player of the season. And a polite little fuck you to Stuart Dallas. And we're back. We're missing Seamus because he couldn't take a piss within 60 seconds. But we're, we're here anyway. <laughs> Gone in 60 seconds. Uh, yeah, if only his sex life was the same. But um, yeah, no, uh, delighted to have you, Keen. Thanks for that. And as he said there, um, player of the year. There was, uh, there was a few decent shouts for this one, Paddy. Would you agree? Yeah, there was. They were brilliant. They were brilliant shouts. Um, give give us a quick recap there. Are you serious? You're gonna put me under the spotlight like that? Uh, yeah. Right, so we did one for every position. I had a kind of different at start, but there's Martinez who actually won our FPL goalkeeper of the year. There was Dallas who won the defender of the year. There was Fernandez who won our midfielder of the year, and there was Harry Kane who won the forward of the year. So basically what it ended up being, and it was kind of a true coincidence, was a uh, winner of every category ended up going to the player of the year awards. Mm. And uh, as Keen, it was a bit shock to me. It was a sh- surprise. I was fully sure Fernandez is winning this one. But no, we have our first FPL hangover player of the year, and it's a goalkeeper. Emmy Martinez, he started the show with an award. He's ending the show with an award. I don't know if he wasn't my vote, but uh, he was... He was 35% of everyone's votes and uh, duly, yeah, 35%. And that was, there was quite a few votes in that one as well. Uh, So, you know, it's, it's there. It's on paper. Um, He's won it. What do you guys have to say about that? The player of the year. Jesus, that's, that's a super, um, super, super category for Matinees to win. And uh, do you know what? I I don't know if he would have been, would have been player of the year for me personally um, with my season. Uh, I would have would have had to have been yeah. Dallas, but you know what? I'll I'll respect the people, the power of the people, and congratulations to to Matness. What about you, Seamus? How are you how are you feeling? Who'd you vote in that one? Uh, I'm just looking at it. There's a tick next to Kane's name, so it looks like I voted for Kane, but I must have been drunk. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe that. he was right after uh, he scored I'd, for you I'd, there yesterday I'd, when he when. Uh... Maybe he was my captain in game week 35. Uh, or 36 so maybe that's it was influencing my decision but uh i'm surprised it wasn't dallas i thought i voted for dallas um but it was it was up between dallas and fernandez um but those were the two i've had the longest <laughs> the team. i know i know <laughs> but uh i thought it would i thought it would be in dallas because he's 
sheer value. Like when it comes to player of the season in FBL terms, I am thinking value kind of quite a bit. And like what Dallas has returned, just the sheer out of positionness from him. Um, it was a bit unfortunate that a few times where I did play him, he was starting left back, and a few times I did bench him. I was looking at the lineup sheet, I was like, oh crap, he's playing in midfield now. It was hard to call. But, uh, yeah, I thought he was amazing this year. Uh, Fernandez uh, was a close second. Um, he was only second because he blanked for me a few times when I would have captained him. Whereas Dallas, I didn't expect too much, and he constantly over-delivered. So. Um, and Martinez, though, I think is a worthy winner. But, like, I voted for Kane, and right now I'm thinking Kane would probably be my, <laughs> the, the, the least one I vote for Max <laughs> Maybe you were just being a prick and just uh, spamming the posts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, we're wrapping it up, Paddy. Have you any last thoughts on player of the year? I mean, Martin, as we, t- we talked about him a lot at the start of the season, but I didn't expect him to win it. Did you? No, I fucking didn't. Uh, you know, respect to, to him. And on. that was a that was a well, you know, that was a good voted on uh, yeah. category. But for me, it's it's Dallas. It's fucking justice for justice Dallas. For Dallas. Hashtag can we, too, can, we just change Can it. we just give it to Dallas? Sorry, we can't. The, the, the votes are in. Stop the count, um, but the count has already been made. I'm sorry. <laughs> you mean resume the count? Resume, resume the, the count. It's going to keep happening for Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Dallas for me. The price, the fucking out of position. The, he already won the Lord Lundstrom. The life after Lord yeah. Lundstrom. Yeah. Life after. If he had gone quiet for like the last yeah, he five, didn't. 10 weeks, you would be like, oh, he, he's a great season. But he's just kept it up. Um, so I think for that reason I, he's in my thinking as well but look Martinez is a worthy winner like it's not often a goalkeeper is going to win this but I think even if he didn't go for Martinez even though he's exceptional value if he went with somebody else like Meslier and just stuck with him all season you would have still got exceptional value so if you did, if you missed out on Mes- uh, Martinez's points you could have got them elsewhere I don't think if you missed out on Fernandez or Dallas's points there's too much points to make those up elsewhere, you'd be kicking yourself if you missed yeah. Dallas's points because it'd be kicking yourself even more if you missed Fernandez because of how highly old he was and shit. But I get you, that's you yeah, know, spot on. But I think we'll wrap it up there, folks. We are hitting the end of it. We've been going for one hour and 35 minutes. I want to put a big thank you out there to everyone who's got involved. There's been loads of views. I'm so happy with that. All the guys who put in uh, effort into sending us those videos. Everyone that's voted. Everyone that's watched an episode, liked a tweet, whatever. Uh, we'll be back for another episode next week. We'll do. We'll have one more before the season's out because there is two game weeks left so we can't end it on the awards. But um, you know, this is just, this is kind of our end of season party and I wanted a, a big shout out to all of you guys. Um, Paddy, do you want to do you want to say your goodbyes yeah i want to say fucking it was brilliant crack and you know i I thought that all the categories and the every all the work you put into that year you know i have to give you credit you've done a great job and i love this this was a really fun end of the season show and i hope that we can grow this end of the season show and i'm really looking forward to it next season because it, it was great fun i'm with you i'm with you seamus yeah, I uh, I think Garrison's makes a heart grow fonder because I really enjoy this here tonight. Um, and I haven't been enjoying my FPL the last five to ten weeks. Uh, that's got to do with, like, not enough sleep, <laughs> overexposure to, to football. I'm, I'm not enjoying these staggered games. I prefer when FPL was a blitz of kickoffs at 3 p.m. on a Saturday plus a couple of games on a Sunday, maybe a Monday night game, but a Friday night game... 
four games live on a Saturday, four games live on a Sunday, two games on a Monday. You know, all this stuff is, I think it's taken from the game a bit. But uh, hopefully, if normality resumes a bit next season, it can be uh, it can be a bit normal. Now, you won't say the same, Joe, because you're having one of your best ever seasons, and I applaud you. But I just makes me want to season to wrap up even sooner. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. I've enjoyed this this episode, though. I've enjoyed this episode, and it's good to be back for. for yeah, it's been amazing to have you back. It's actually been amazing to have the two of you on because, as I said, like this is the first where you've been on the same show together, and I knew it would work out well as soon as I did the first one. Patty, I was like, the three, the two of you would 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 work well on the show, and it hasn't proven me wrong yet. Um, hopefully there'll be more. Uh, but we will wrap it up. If you want to catch Seamus, he's on Twitter at FPL Drunk. Paddy, you're on Twitter at FBL Viking underscore. You're also on Instagram, am I right? What's the name on Instagram? FPL Viking on Instagram. Perfect. As well. Perfect. Yeah. Reach out to them. He's he's got he's got his Viking dippers on and Seamus has an OnlyFans page. But uh, again, a big a big thank you to everyone. <laughs> if you want to shout out to us, we have uh, Twitter at FBL I'm Hangover. You can also reach us on uh, email at FBL Hangover. Or no, just FBL Hangover at gmail.com. Every fucking week I do that, but whatever. Uh, thanks again for everyone joining us. I hope you have a really enjoyable Game Week 37. We'll see you soon. And God bless.